0: Hello everyone, Um, my name is Josh and I'd like to welcome you guys to the No Love Lost podcast. No Love Lost uh, is a brand I created whenever I was going through um, a deep healing process in life. Some of you guys may have followed us um, through the beginning. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that haven't and uh, that's okay because that's what we're here for now. We're here to grow. I just wanted to explain a little bit of a meaning uh, behind my brand. No Love Loss stands for an experience of love and betrayal and staying true to ourselves through everything. We have may been hurt in the process, but we've learned to heal ourselves. And for that, our hearts have remained whole. Um, no Love Loss is a reminder of the pain that we have endured. But we've stayed hopeful and willing to learn to love ourselves and love others again. Um to me, I I think, you know, growing up, um, especially in the state we're in, um, the city we're in, there's a lot of there's a lot of families that put each other down. Um there's a lot of people bash each other. No one really supports anybody here in this side. Um and that takes a toll on a lot of people. And so you know I don't hold no grudges. Um I don't feel bad. What happens, happens. There's nothing we can do. The only thing we can do is move forward and grow from it. So, um, you know, there's no love lost at the end of the day. Um, we love everybody, but sometimes we have to keep our distance. <clears throat> our loyalty over love, which is the shirt I'm wearing now, um, there's a deep meaning behind that. It's It doesn't mean that we don't love. It means that we're selective on who we love because our love is pure. And it's a lesson we have learned by loving or holding on to the wrong people at times. Uh, most of the time, it's those who we want to love, or those who we want to love us the most, are the ones who break us the most. Um, so we have to love those who are loyal to our hearts and who give you that same pure love back. I feel like that—that is—that—that um, that was a huge thing for me to to learn in life. Um, and I'll get a little bit deeper into that going on to this. It was, it's it's a huge thing in life because I feel like we always want what we can't have. And whenever we can't get what we want, um, we want it more and more and more. So that's just a little bit of a meaning behind it. Um, you know, I've dealt with anxiety, PTSD, depression, um, and I just wanted to give everybody a, a platform of not only to help myself cope with these things and to get this off my chest, but I wanted to create a platform that helps others get, you know, the, the stories, the meaning, the, the turmoil that we have inside. I want us to help get that out because that's nothing but poison. Um, And in that poison, nothing good comes from it. Um, You know, with that, we can't live the life that we truly deserve. We all truly deserve to be happy. We all truly deserve to be whole. Um, And sometimes that's that that's hard for us because we we don't know how to get that. We don't know how to get that out. we are taught so much of it, especially men or um, I mean, some women don't don't. Express themselves as well, but we're taught not to express our feelings. We're taught not to talk about things. We're taught to just, just push it under the rug and keep on moving, and um, that's not healthy at all. Um, it, it's it's not healthy for anybody. So, I just wanted to bring some awareness to a couple topics, um, with my battles and help others as well. Such as uh mental health issues, things that you know I found to cope with myself, um maybe you guys can share some things that you guys cope with as well um generational patterns, I think you know these are things that we're taught from either our absent role models or our present role models as well that um they're passed down things that we that we that we are learned to talk that it's okay when, you know, sometimes it's really not. Um, Wounds are core wounds. And uh, there's 12 core wounds that I follow by. One is being, the fear of not being acknowledged, the fear of uh, abandonment, of loss, loneliness, or isolation. I know that's, that's huge for me because whenever I'm, I'm feeling, whenever I'm I'm feeling the certain type of way I isolate myself and I've isolated myself from everybody probably for about the last six years. Um, and it's been tough. Um, it's tough for me to go hang out with family, go hang out with friends. Most of the time, I, I, my wife has to fight with me, like, hurry up, come on, Josh. Like we have to go. And I don't want to, but you know, um, there's just some things that you have to do. Um, The fear of of meaninglessness, the fear of change, fear of uh, unsafe, uh, non-secure, the fear of being vulnerable, which is, that's always been my thing, you know, Um, I was taught to never be vulnerable, Uh, shut up, stop crying, you know, things like that, you know, you're you're taught not to express yourself. That's been a huge thing for me. Um, The fear of powerlessness, the fear of being unworthy. Fear of rejection, the fear of failure, and the fear of letting down our our inner child. And I'll get more into that. Um, I've learned I've learned more about my inner child, um, and I know it sounds crazy. A lot of people probably think like, "What are you talking about?" But uh, we have an inner child that lives within us, and every time we feel a certain type of way, that child comes up. Um, that's that first. That's that first time that that child was let down, or that first time that that child was. Um. He did something great. Those proud moments you feel—that's that inner child speaking inside of you. That time that you you might second guess yourself—it's because that's that inner child doesn't doesn't trust you because that he's learned not to trust you because either you were told that hey you know. Um, is this really what you want to do or why are you doing that? Other people second guess you. So you start second guessing yourself. So, um, that's just a little bit about the inner child. Um, you know, discuss journeys in life. Um, just where have we been? Um, where have we helped ourselves become better and what are the future plans? Um, a part of growing, and um, you know, with this, I'm always wanting to have special guests in. I would love to hear about everyone's stories. We all have a different story. Um, that's something I've learned along this journey. Is I thought loyalty over love meant something for me, but to a guy, um, his name's Armando. He's been one of my biggest supporters. He reached out, and it totally meant something different to him. And uh, it, it it was just pretty cool to to know that. We had a connection, but it was it was d- through different ways. You know, we we all have a story, and I would love to hear everybody else's story because we all battle things. Um, so today, I want to start off just by uh, giving a bit of a background story of my journey, and um, through this process of me talking about the things that I've been through in life, um, it isn't to bash anyone or to downplay anyone's role in my life because everyone's role in my life was created for a reason. Um, the pain, the hurt, the good, the bad, it molded me who I am today. Um, it's made me a strong person who I am today, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and, uh, you know, so I don't want anyone, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's people who are going to get mad and, uh, there's people who aren't going to like it, but I'm not here for everyone's likes and everyone's uh applause. So, this is for me and this is for everyone else to get that out. So, let's get started. Growing up, um my mother abandoned me probably when I was about a year old, uh maybe a little bit older, um for her drug addiction. And um you know, luckily I had a father who was man enough stepped up, raised me the best that he knew how. At 22 years old, single father. And uh, it was prob- pro- probably about a year, year and a half later from what I was told was, uh, you know, my dad's ex-wife, Steph, came in the picture. And uh, she raised me as as her own child. Um, you know, there, w- there was no question about that. Um, and I love her for that because especially me now as a stepfather, like I realized the role that it is to take on to raise someone else's kid. Um, I love my stepson to death. There's nothing I wouldn't do for him. And I know vice versa to her, you know, I had a great stepmother. So that's what, that's, what's helped me become a better stepfather because she never bashed the other parents. She never, you know, she was always open to, to anything. Um, But growing up, like it just wasn't good enough for me because it wasn't my mom. Like it wasn't my mother, you know, and all I ever wanted was my mom. Like, that's all I ever wanted. And even to this day, like I've held on to that relationship for 26 years until, you know, finally, you know, I, I just couldn't take it no more. You know, and I'll probably get into that next episode. Um, you know, my mom would come in and out of my life whenever it was convenient for her. Um, you know, I remember every year, the only thing that I ever wanted for my birthday was just to hear my mom's voice or to get a visit from her. Um, and usually, you know, I never got that. Um, she would usually call me a couple days later. Um, usually on my dad's birthday, my dad's birthday is four days apart. Um, funny thing is, you know, she, she she'd usually call me on my dad's birthday and wish me happy birthday, you know, and it kind of just struck me like, like, how do you forget your firstborn son's birthday? You know, like, like, that's a special bond, you know, like, I couldn't imagine forgetting any of my kids' birthdays. And I know, you know, I mean, she was in the right state of mind, you know, she was struggling through addiction and all that stuff. But, well, I guess I, I really don't know that mindset. You know, I've been around drug addicts and killers, you know, most of my life, but I never got that. How you can forget, so, um, you know, during that time, you know, I would fall into depression, which like, I mean, at the time of a six, seven, eight, nine year old little boy, I never really understood what depression was. Or I just thought it was a part of life, you know, and I always felt like I couldn't express myself because I was supposed to be tough. You know, growing up, I was supposed to be tough because I was a perea, you know, like we don't show sign of weakness. That's what we were taught. So, you know, I learned to bottle things in. And, uh, bottled things in for about 26 years. Um, I wouldn't talk to nobody. I didn't even talk to my fiance really, you know, I kind of would just shove stuff under the rug. I didn't like to talk about anything and it was tough, you know, it was tough opening up, but you know, one day last December, um, I was in a pretty dark place for God, probably about four months, you know, drinking every weekend, uh, secluding myself from everyone. Um, not wanting to go nowhere. just wanted to stay home. Just wanted to drown myself in my video game. um, Just, just didn't want to do anything. Um, I just wanted to lay in bed or play my video game. I, I wouldn't really like pay attention to my kids as as bad as that sound, as terrible as that is, um, it was hard for me to, you know, to interact with my kids just because of the state of mind I was in. And, um, you know, like I would just yell, um, I'd be pissed off. I'd come home pissed off. I'd take everything out on my wife, my kids, um, which growing up, that was never me. Like that was never me. I was, and, uh, my fourth grade teachers actually, we had a discussion of, you know, no matter what I went through in life, I never took it out on anybody. And for me to take it out on my fiance at the time and my kids, like that was tough. Um, that was a tough pill for me to swallow, to realize like, hey, what are you doing? You know, um, I'm hurting those who, who are the ones that truly love me and those who are really here for me. So, um, it all started um i was walking through walmart and um <clears throat> i was walking through the produce section barely walking in and this lady comes in or she she walks towards me she, she she approaches me and she tells me uh she goes hey um i don't know why i need to talk to you but i need to talk to you i need to say something to you and i mean you know me growing up you know i was always raised you know you talk to your elders and so I said, okay, ma'am, you know, what can I do? And, um, sorry. Uh, she said, I was brought here to say a prayer for you, um, because I had, a, I, she had a feeling I had negative energies in my life and I needed help that I could get. <clears throat> and she then went on and told me, you know, that, This negative energy was passed down through my mother, um, but it wasn't intentional. It was an older woman. It was an older woman who had placed a curse on me since I was born, and I was the first of four kids. Meanwhile, I've never met this lady in my life. I'd nothing for her to know I was the first born of four kids from my mother totally blew my mind like Shh she got my attention you know and um um she said i you know i received this curse and this blockage as well um like thoughts on my mind like how did she know i was the first you know i was the oldest born and i remember you know hearing all these stories growing up of um good and from my mom's side of the family but like i never really thought it was bad i, I never asked no questions i never I never thought it was bad. And I, you know, I remember walking to my grandma's, there were statues in her house with like money inside of it. And you know, um, I remember one time I was taking a shower and I opened up the shampoo bottle and nothing but water came out. And I was like, what what the hell is this? Like who puts water in a shampoo bottle? So I I unscrew it and these like this writing, like letters started coming out. And I was like, what the heck? And so like I started reading them and they were kind of cut up to where you couldn't read them. And um like it was wild. And like my grandma comes pounding on the door, bum, bum, what are you doing? You better not be messing with my bottles. And I was like, what the Like <laughs> what the hell? Like it was just so crazy. But I I never thought like my grandma, like she could be bad or a person could be bad like that, you know. And um, <clears throat> like, I asked this woman, you know, like of a name, can she describe the woman? And uh, she told me no, but it was someone that was very, very close to me. And they were bo- They were there in the room whenever I was born. Um, And there was only four people in the room when I was born, which was my mother, my dad, my grandma, Kathy, and uh, my grandma, Margaret. And if you know my grandma kathy she's the sweetest lady in the world um she's the one who's always pushed me she's the one one who has always been encouraging to me so i kind of pinpointed it on you know on who it was um and i asked you know what can i do to get this energy away from me i didn't need you know this energy and um you know, she told me everything will work itself out. I was there to break a generational curse and I needed to, I needed to take care of my fiance and my five kids. Again, I remind you, I did not tell her nothing about my five kids. I did not tell her anything about my wife, about status, you know, marital status, nothing like this. Um, I got chills on my spine. I still get chills on my spine every day. Um, you know, we, at, at, at this time, she wanted to say, you know, and our, our Father. Um, so, you know, we, we prayed to the, Our Father, how Mary, and just, you know, another little prayer. She gave me a hug and told me God bless. And uh, she walked away, you know, and I felt weird because, like, I had so many questions. Like, I was just like, what the heck just happened? Like, <laughs> you know. And like, what did like, what did I encounter? Like, how did this happen? Like, why me? And so I go to walk outside Walmart um, and she's gone. Like, I could probably never point her out ever again in my life. It was just like, she was gone. Um, you know, at the time, me and my mom had a decent relationship and, you know, and I called her, I explained to her what happened. She cried. Um, she broke down in tears from the minute I said something about a curse or a blockage. Um, we both had the same, you know, we both had the same, the same thoughts and, uh, you know, she felt like there was something always holding her back for many, many years, um, through her uh, struggle of addiction. Every time she tried to get better, every time she tried to, to become clean, you know, something would pull her back down. Something would hold her there. Um, And at that moment, like my life changed. Like I knew, I knew I needed help. Um, I knew I needed to get somewhere else. I knew I needed to be around different people. I knew I needed to get people out of my life. Um, The craziest thing is, is like, I didn't, I didn't expect for it to be some of the closest loved ones to me or those that I wanted the most. Um, This last year has been, it's been a pretty tough year Um, just, you know, with with the fights and getting away from people. Um, but at the same time, it's been, it's it's been a very great year. And, you know, I've, I found myself, I have validation in myself now. I love myself. I do my life for myself. I don't live for nobody else no more. Um, and I never will, you know, and the other greatest thing that happened to me in my life was, um, I married, I married my, my wife, like, my partner forever, you know, we share that, we share that special day, and um, I will always be grateful that day, I'll always be grateful my wife, you know, she's, she's been here through, through here for me, Uh, like no one ever else has, you know, she's encouraged me, she's talked me up, she's, she's pushed me to be the person I am today, and I love her for that, Um, I'm forever grateful for her, but, You know, I thought you know, I just had anger issues. I thought you know, I had, I knew I had anxiety. I knew I had PTSD just from me not sleeping, the nightmares, you know, the the terrors. I couldn't let nobody walk behind me. Um, just a lot of things, you know. And finally, I broke down, you know, and um, I had to go see a counselor. I told Desiree, I'm gonna go see a counselor, and uh. Sure enough, you know, I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, PTSD. Um, and like, it's crazy because I didn't know that there was two sides of anxiety or of of, of depression. Um, you know, I mean, everyone knows about you being sad and, you know, you being down and out. But what a lot of people don't know is that there's a side of depression where the anger comes out. Um, you beat up on yourself so this anger comes out, and it affects your loved ones, um, you know, and I would—I had both sides, you know, where I would just isolate myself, I was sad, I didn't want to be around nobody, but I wanted everybody at the same time, I wanted everybody to love me, but I didn't want no one to love me, but at the same time, like, I would come out, i w- I would come home, I'd be angry, I'd be pissed off, and I would sit back, and I would just be like, what are you really mad about Josh? Like what's going on? You know? And, um, it was something that was very tough for me to deal with. And, uh, you know, I've always known about these issues and I've always known, you know, I I had depression. I always known, you know, my anxiety, my PTSD, but like I would always just tell myself, and I think this is what a lot of us do, is we just tell each other, ah, this is just a part of life, like, like you know, my life sucks, just keep on moving, but really, like, that's really the state of denial of us putting ourselves in denial that we have these mental issues, that something's wrong, and... um you know, if you guys do 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 the same thing, like life's not supposed to be negative. You're not supposed to have these negative thoughts. You're not supposed to live in negativity. Um, I truly believe that you attract what you are. Um, we need to be positive. We need to be happy, and that's tough. You know, um, seek a counselor. Seek someone that can help you out, even if the first second, third, fourth, fifth counselor's not right. Believe me, I have went through seven counselors this year until I finally found the right one. Um, just do it. You have to just do it. Like you have to get that out of you. This poison that we have inside of us just kills us. Um, and you know, like, sorry, it's, 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 it's a little hard to talk about. um, <clears throat> I remember, you know, like, I sat in my car and I cried, like, I have, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have PTSD, like, it slapped me in the face, you know, and, um, like, I felt, like, labeled, you know, like, I have a label now, um, I fall under this category, you know, and it was tough, and, you know, I remember calling family and, you know, telling them, you know, hey, I was diagnosed with, you know. With with these mental issues and I didn't hear a lot w- with what I I didn't hear a lot what I wanted to hear. I didn't hear you know. I heard a lot of why did you go see someone? They don't know your life. Um, you've never been sad or what have you been through that's that bad? You know, like where did you get PTSD from? Where'd you get anxiety from? How do you have depression? Um. And, you know, I think that crushed me even more because it was, I just really, I just really wanted to hear, like, it was going to be okay. That's, that's all I wanted was just to hear, hey, Josh, it's going to be okay. You know, let's find a way to help you out. Um, and I've heard, and I heard that from other people who didn't know me from my childhood, who didn't know anything about my childhood. Um. You know, this is really just the beginning of my journey, and um, this is just the beginning of my journey from this past year. And uh, you know, I'll get into more about about everything that's happening, um, everything that happened to me, what resulted in my change in my life, of starting my own company, of starting a brand of getting behind something that i that i truly feel and i truly love um quitting my job because i wasn't happy it wasn't fulfilling my life looking and searching for something that's going to fulfill me some doing something that i want to do um i'll get more into that next week um you know this was really just just the base touch of my podcast you know and you know next i really want to just touch briefly on generational patterns, you know, that we fall into. I was talking to my uncle over the holidays and uh, he told me, you know, you know, we're talking about my journey and just kind of where I've been, where I've come and, uh, you know, just my plans. And, you know, he told me, he was like, I remember Josh, the first time I met you guys, it was on Christmas Eve, you know, probably about 16, 17 years ago. Um, He goes, and my other uncle just came home from jail a couple days or a week or something like that. And we were celebrating him coming home and he was taken back by this because he's never been around, you know, someone who's been in jail, who's been incarcerated or a family who welcomed someone home, you know? Um, And he said like, it was crazy because like he, he... he said in his mind, like, why, why are you guys celebrating this man coming home from jail? You know, like he did something bad and no, it took him a while to kind of understand of where we come from. But, you know, to most of us, that sounds normal. That sounds okay. You know, um, having family in jail, having family as drug addicts, drug dealers, you know, things like that. And whenever that's, that's the normal, it's easy to fall It's easy to fall into the generational pattern of, hey, this is okay. It's okay to go to jail. Um, It's okay to sell drugs. It's okay to, you know, yell at your kids, tell your kids shut up, things like that. Um, You know, those are the generational patterns that we fall behind. And, you know, I never understood more... Well, I guess I got a better understanding about generational curses whenever I was working at the jail where, you know, I heard a lot of these young adult stories, 18, 19, 20, people I went to school with, they fall into these patterns of doing drugs um and robbing, but they're doing it with their parents. You know, they or their parents gave them their first shot or their parents taught them how to break into cars, you know, and it's You know, gangbanging is like the biggest thing, you know, because that was their family. Um, And it's all and it's all that they known. And like, I'm glad, like, you know, everyone that I'm close to in my family, we none of us fell into. Into any of that, you know, we've all been successful in our own ways, we've all done things. And we never fell into this generational pattern. It was for me, it was more of a motivation what not to be, because I didn't want to, I didn't want that for my life. I didn't want any of that for my life. Um, but I feel like these generational, most of the time people are scared. They're scared to take that leap. They're scared to take that. They're scared to take that jump of faith, whether it's going and being an entrepreneur, whether it's, it's just standing up for yourself whether it's not doing drugs not selling drugs we don't know how because we were never taught to so to to relearn something you know 20 years old to relearn how to do something the right way or the correct way or just what i know isn't the only way like that's scary like it's been it's been a scary journey for me um you know leaving my job um you know making making good money, but money isn't everything. If you're not happy, money's not everything. Um, And I barely understood that four months ago. I thought money was everything. I thought, hey, I have a good paying job, but I'm I'm doing good, you know? And uh, it's really not, you know, and you know, it's uh, just the way that, you know, we, we are, the way that we talk to our kids i think that's that's where we have to start with is it falls into our parenting it falls into how we treat each other um you know whenever we tell our kids to shut up and stop talking back we're telling our kids that they don't have a voice that their voice doesn't matter um and i was i was the biggest thing of that because that's that's the way i was raised was shut up stop talking back you know I'm the parent, you're the child. And that's not, that's not the way that it should be. And, or, you know, it was like, you need to go to college. You need to get a good company. You need to go get a job with the county. You need to get a good retirement. You need good benefits. Benefits are everything. Benefits, benefits. But just because that's, that's, that generational pattern was good for everybody else. And it was secure for everybody else. Doesn't mean that. That's your path. It doesn't mean that that should be okay for you. And it's... What's okay for you might not be okay for everybody else. And that's fine. We all have our own journey. We all have our own paths. And then they, as long as you're making yourself happy, it doesn't matter if you're barely getting by, but you're doing what you love. It's better than making $100 million and being shitty Hating yourself Hating where you're at Because you're not happy Because you want other people to feel like Or f- other people to think that you're successful Being successful is loving yourself Being successful is loving those around you Who love you Being successful Doesn't put a dollar price on anything Um, <clears throat> You know, and... I I feel like that was, that was always hard for me to, it was always hard for me to understand. It was hard for me to, to grasp, but you know, next episode, you know, we'll talk more about generational patterns about parenting. Um, I really want to get into the first core wound, um, which is the fear of being acknowledgement and continue this story about, about, the journey of how my brand became about the things that I've endured. um, And also, you know, I, I'm more than, I'm more than open to having special guests. Actually, I want special guests. I want to hear people's stories. I want us, I want to know how people cope. I want to, I want to know how I can help or how anybody can help all feedback, you know, reading books um, books to read, exercises, anything, you know, I just want to help others deal with these mental issues that I have had, that I battle with, that I still have to this day. Um, I just want to bring awareness. I just want to help everybody out. That's that's really what my brand is about, um, helping others. And, you know, <clears throat> that pain that we hold inside, like, that's poison, It's poison that's holding us back from living the life that we deserve to live. You know, we're all amazing in our own ways, whether you're a photographer, an actor, a teacher, a construction worker, an entrepreneur. If you love cats and you blog about cats, but that's what makes you happy. Like, that's what makes you happy. That's the life you deserve to live. And nobody can tell you how to live your life. Because it's not their life; it's your life. What works for them doesn't work for you. And uh, you know, I just want—I just want a more positive, positive place. I just want a more positive world. I just—I want everyone to love one another. I want to—I want, but m- most importantly, self-love. self love. Self-love self Self love is so huge. I, I feel like, I feel like you can't love someone else until you love yourself. You have to love yourself in order to love anyone else. And I didn't love myself for the longest time. And, you know, um, I love my wife to death. And we hold, we held this bond because we were both broken. We're both in a broken place. We both understood each other. And that's what bonded us together. You know, now that we're, we're doing exercises together as a couple, we're learning each other, we're, you know, it's a growing experience, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been an, an amazing experience. Um, I just want to thank everyone who tuned in tonight. Um, You know, it's my first time going live ever in front of a camera. Um, I'm recording as we speak. It's, it's been amazing. It's, it's been great. I'm excited to share my my story with everyone more and more. And I'm I'm excited to hear everyone else's story. Um, you know, not everything's easy for everybody to open up. If you want to open up, you want to be on the show, please don't hesitate to write me. If you want to be anonymous, that's perfectly fine. We don't have to put you in front of a camera. We can just hear your voice. um We call, call you whatever you want to call you so no one knows. No one knows who you are, but just get that poison out. That's that's my main thing. Um, on another note, you know, um, don't forget to get your, uh, your No Love Lost t-shirts. I'm coming out with hats, coming out with long sleeves, women's shirt stuff. I can't say it again. Um, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Um, no Love Lost. Loyalty over love choose who you love, and the marathon continues. Thank you guys. I appreciate everybody. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.